Hello, world. This is Elizabeth from Dallas. And this is Kara way out east in Connecticut. And this is In Transit. Two triathletes take on the world. How's everyone doing out there? We're having a little technical difficulty still, but hopefully this will turn out okay. And if anyone knows a better way to record long distance, please, please, please tell us. Yeah, because we're having lots of problems. Yeah, Gizmo seems to work. When, only when it feels like it. No kidding. I know. It's just ticking me off. Anyway. Okay, so back to the show. So what, what's going on, Elizabeth? Well, you know, it's freaking cold outside, Kara. I live in Texas, and it's cold. I can't believe it's about 40 degrees here, and it's, it's what? Definitely there? low 20s here. Definitely. That's crazy to me, because... I know, you're supposed to be the one that's cold, and I'm supposed to be the one yeah. that's, like, having a luau. And there hasn't even been um, ice here at all, and you said it's icy today? Yeah, I slipped on ice today at noon. Yeah. And it's only, since I moved here, it's only snowed once, and it, like, was nothing. It was just, like, little flurries, and it didn't even stick to the road or anything. Well, all of the trees here are covered with ice. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, it ice does. Ice is definitely worse than snow. I hate ice. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, so anyway, anyway, this made training a little difficult, but yeah, that's okay. To be a little more creative, huh? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, you can run in snow, but you can't exactly run on ice. Yeah, I know, really. I mean, I couldn't even walk to my car, but yeah. Okay, for our Try 101 segment, I haven't done any training for the last week and a half. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I seriously haven't even done anything. Well, because I've um, I've had laryngitis and I've been pretty sick. Yeah. But um, so I haven't been able to go outside. But yesterday I made the attempt, and I ran to my mailbox, and I <laughs> then I ran back. <laughs> nice. I know. Nice. I know. Hey, it was way to go! Terrible. I've, I've been doing all right, pretty good. Like on Saturday, I ran nine miles. <laughs> Are you freaking coding? I'm serious. You're totally ready for Austin, dude. I'm going to try to make it. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, as you can tell, we had to switch it up again, and Elizabeth's calling in from her phone because Gizmo froze up on her for some reason. I don't know what's going on. It's just so irritating. So I completely feel like um, I'm out of training totally, but... Hopefully, Wait, I've got just four Just because you've been sick, basically, or what? Yeah, yeah, just because I've been sick. And, well, I've been traveling a lot um, with work yeah. recently. So, but I haven't had any trouble. Well, I've been sick when I was traveling, so I wouldn't have been working out anyway. So, I have to start figuring out what I'm going to do. I'm just sticking to the same schedule. I'm not skipping around weeks anymore. I'm still sticking to the, my normal workout schedule that's on my blog, if people want to look at that. But... Yeah. So I've got a 12-miler this weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I know. You, I, you must be like a week ahead of me because I have seven this weekend. Oh, yeah, and then I'm the week ahead of you then. Yeah, because did you do, was it seven last weekend? Yeah, I think so. Does it go, it goes like nine, seven, twelve? It goes nine, no. ten, seven, twelve. Nine, uh, I have something else. Because <laughs> mine says... Hang on, I'm looking it up. Okay. It says 9, 10, 7, 12. Oh, yeah, is that what you yeah, just said? Yeah, that's what mine says, yeah. Oh, sorry, I have 10 this weekend then. So okay, I'm, then, I'm two weeks behind you. Okay, yeah. Oh, that you know, that might not be a bad idea for me to bump myself back. Yeah, because oh. mine, well, supposedly it'll it'll end me up right at our marathon date. Oh, well, then perfect. Then good. Then I don't feel so behind then. Yeah, you'll be fine. Good. Okay, so then I, so then you have 10 this coming week or 7? 10. Okay, good. Well, then, Next okay, week. good. Yeah. Well, that's what I'll do then, too. I'll stick with you then. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Now I don't feel so bad for being sick. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, my training's been going pretty well. I have a um, little bit of audio. It's actually from a couple weeks ago when I was doing a seven-mile run that, um, well, I guess we can play it right here, huh? 
Good. Okay, cool. It's a little bit of audio from a run I did at the park across the street, which, by the way, is pretty cool. And also take a look at my blog because I put a few pictures up from the view of the, at the summit of this park across the street. Oh, sweet. I totally got to check it out. Yeah, I didn't even tell you that yet. <laughs> but I, did, I know. I put pictures up. So th- When did you um, do that? Because I looked at your blog like two days ago, yesterday even. Um. I think I put them up yesterday, actually. Oh, did you? Okay. So, yeah, check that out. Okay. It's about noon, I think. And I am going for a run Saturday. I'm going to try to get a long run in today. And I'm recording this as promised. I'm actually walking across the street to the park. I'll do my run on some trails. The weather seems pretty good so far. I'm trying to go about seven miles today. Try to get well. That's like week two marathon training. That's the distance for the long run, according to Hal Higdon. Um, it is really nice out today. I would say it's probably 45 to 50 degrees. Not too shabby. Perfect running weather. Okay. It's really nice. There's this park. I just cross the street and then go about a block up. And well, like park is literally across the street, but I had to go a little farther to get to the trail entrances. So it's pretty cool. All right, I'm gonna stop here get a little running in. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about at this second. I'll record a little more later when I'm farther into the run. Out for now. Okay, so I made it to the summit of the in the park. There's a summit you go up to and you can oversee the whole city of New Haven and you can see the Long Island Sound. It's pretty cool. Um, so... It is pretty steep, <laughs> so I'm kind of out of breath, as you can hear, but I'm only about three miles into my run, so I have a ways to go. Okay, so I'm about at five and a half miles, getting close to wrapping up this run. You can probably hear the leaves. Uh, this whole trail is covered in leaves. Yeah, we came down from the summit, now I'm just running level ground, but having a pretty good run, and I've been listening to some Zen Arta Triathlon, uh, listening to the one on holistic health, very interesting by the way, I don't know, I'm intrigued, so thanks Brett for, for that, and also Christine, the counselor. Okay, uh, I'll get back to you at the end. I've been what I've been doing on the weekends is running and at the park, and then during the week since it's dark by the time I get off work and I'm not a morning person at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just run at the gym at the track of the gym. So. Oh, nice. Yep. Anyway. Well, cool. Good. Yeah. So that's the gist of our try 101, huh? Yeah, pretty much. All right, everybody. It's stoked and stellar. Woo! Here we go. So, you want to know what I'm stoked about this week? I totally want to know what you're stoked about, yes. Well, it's actually today. I just, um, for Christmas, uh, one of my gifts was a gift certificate to Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. So, I went and got myself a trilog, diary and guide for the triathlete and duathlete. Oh, good. And I got the ultimate guide to weight training for triathlon, second edition by Robert G. Price, CPFT. And then the other, the trilog is by Tim Houts and Jan Bass. So, cool. Anyway, okay. So what do you like about them? 
Well, I mean, I just got them today, so I don't know a whole lot yet. But the tri trilog, it's like a kind of like a day planner for triathletes. You know, you log all your um, workouts and stuff. And it also has a lot of other cool stuff, like a mileage chart and a, a, map, a map to race day worksheet where you can plan out all your workouts um, like weeks in advance to go up to your races. And then it has a race results summary, so you can log all that. And like oh, cool. pace charts and it has cool pictures. Actually, it's kind of cool because the pictures in here are of like pro triathletes. But they're like kind of retro pictures. Like there's this, well, in a way, um, <laughs> there's this one picture from uh, a, a Hawaii Ironman. It's 1996, and then there's like another picture from 1987. And I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see the kind of gear and the kind of attire that people are wearing over the years. Or that's what I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else I noticed, which is interesting, I think. Um, some of the older pictures in here, the, I didn't notice so much with the men, but the women in the older pictures seem like they're bigger. Like, they're not as skinny as the ones from today. <laughs> oh, hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I think that's probably a, a, just a societal trend. Yeah, I don't know if, maybe because they're, the sport has advanced and so they, um, it's become tougher that, of course, being leaner is always going to be better for um, triathlon and for the most part. And so I guess it just kind of goes with the trend, huh? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. That's interesting that you – that's a good observation, though. Yeah, I just like looking at these retro pictures. They're, well, <laughs> I mean, they're not that retro, but since triathlon is so new, anything like 10 years ago or – older is well like, i mean that's in the 80s that's a long time ago well yeah or well the, even the 90s like 96 that's 10 years ago amazingly yeah even oh my gosh 96 11. doesn't seem that old but when you look at these pictures you're like oh yeah that does look kind of um i don't know just you know what they're wearing or it's you can tell you can tell completely it's yeah not today but it's cool because like this picture that i'm looking at is says Sabine Graf Westhoff during the bike of the 1996 Hawaii Ironman, and she has like zip wheels, and she has cool. like tri shoes, and um, an aero uh, bottle like on the front, and I don't know, it looks pretty. Like the only thing that looks that much different in comparison to what things look, the equipment looks like today, is um, her helmet. And her, like, what she's wearing, like, her outfit looks kind of old. <laughs> is it a tri-bike or is it but, a... Yeah, it's a tri-bike. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, but, I mean, it does, you can tell it's not one of the newer ones, but it still looks pretty, like, it's a pretty good bike. But I'm not <laughs> exactly funny. an expert or anything here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Anyway, that's just a couple of random observations for you. And so then, when did you have you started logging yet, or when did you buy it today? Yeah, I bought it today, and I put in that today is a rest day for me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> because I'm just going with my training plan, and it actually is a rest day. Um, yeah, it is. I know. I was going to go ahead and run three today, but seriously, it's bitter, 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 bitter cold outside. I I have two pairs of socks on right now, and I'm just in my house. Oh, guess what I have on. My socks that I got in Turkey. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, I, I wear them as slippers, basically. So just to wrap up my book review, <laughs> the other book, The Ultimate Guide to Weight Training for Triathlon. Okay, the reason I got this is because I am such a slacker when it comes to weight training. And my big, biggest excuse is that, well, first of all, I was never like a traditional athlete growing up like I was in dance but we, I wasn't any any I can't speak in any of the sports where you had to weight train and mm -hmm. so I feel like kind of weird or awkward in the weight room like right. I, don't, I don't feel very comfortable and I also 
I mean, I'm okay, but I like to have a partner, and if I don't, then I'll just use that as an excuse, like, oh, I don't have anyone to train with, so I'm not going to do it, you know? And then I also will forget, like, which, what I should do, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm going to do some bicep curls and, like, skull crushers, and that's it. (laughs) Right. You know, like, I just forget what to even do. So I'm like, well, maybe if I get a book with some pictures in it and some plans and stuff that I'll actually do this, you know? Right. And especially a book that's kind of... um, Triathlon focus. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. A marathon focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, these are exercises that are good for... um, for endurance sports yeah endurance sports and another cool thing about this book again it's it's by robert g price um it has in the exercise section it has like alternatives so if like depending on what you have available let me give you an example hang on like shoulder exercises you can either do like barbell Use a barbell, dumbbells. Um, let's see. You can, if you have cable machines available, you can use those. Like it kind of gives you all different um, options depending on what equipment you have available. And then, like chest exercises, you could use barbell, bench press, dumbbell, bench press, push-ups. You know, like so. You, even if you don't have any um, equipment, it still works. So I like cool. That. That's I like really cool. How they give you like a category, and then it's like pick which one you want to use. Like if you have a or that works best for you. That works best for you, um, or what you have available, or what you're most comfortable doing, kind of thing. So cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna look at this some more, and if I come across any cool stuff, I'll um let you guys know. <laughs> Sounds good. Once I read it more. Oh. <laughs> this another thing too what? that I, that's really stellar. Another Christmas gift. Um, yeah, what? Got this really awesome book, and a lot of you have probably probably heard of it. Um, it's called A Thousand Places to See Before You Die. Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah, and I actually I remember looking at it at the bookstore before, and I was like, oh, it's cool, but it's kind of one of those books where you're like you can't justify getting it for yourself or it's it's definitely a good gift book you know because yeah like i i never bought it because i'm like well i'd rather you know it'd make more sense for me to buy like a travel guide to a place i'm actually going you know but i yeah. i love i love that i got it as a gift you know so oh um, good good yeah and so anyway, I'm looking through it now, and I, and I started checking off places I've been. And you know, it's super cool. All right. the places in Turkey that that were listed were um, we went to like almost all of them. Are you serious? I'm serious. Like that is so cool. Like ninety percent of the things they listed in Turkey, we went to. Awesome. Well, we're gonna have to go back and meet the other ten percent then. I know. And. I don't know, I was just stoked because I was looking through and I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that, that, like, Pamukkale is in there. Um, uh, it totally should be in there. That's completely a top, top, top yeah, of the knot, top Eph- of the list. Ephesus is in there. Um, Cappadocia is in there. Um, what else? I don't know. Oh, Dis- Ismir? Dervishes are in there. Um, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Like, all this stuff, like, a Turkish knight is in there, too. What? Oh my gosh! I feel so cool now that I can say I've been to all those. I know, and the, and I was actually surprised that because it lists stuff in the United States too, and um, I was surprised at how many things I've been to in the U.S. But it was also cool because in the Northeast here, there's like tons of things listed. So I'm like, ooh, good! I have a bunch of ideas for things I want, like parks I want to see or locations. Oh, you know, great! And stuff. So. Good, good. Are there any places like um, West, like in Colorado or anything? Oh, yeah, definitely in Colorado and California and Oregon, like, you know, everywhere, almost. And I wouldn't say every state, but, like, a lot of the states have um, places that are... are Must-sees. Yeah, exactly. Cool, good. I'll totally check it out. I've seen that book a thousand times Yeah. in uh, the bookstore, cool. and I've always wanted to sit there and look at it, but I never have. 
I like it. And I want to, it's definitely inspiring me to go to more places, <laughs> for sure. Good, good, cool. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay, anyway. well, cool. So, so I guess that's Stoked and Stellar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, it is time for this week's um, trip tip of the week. And we are actually, instead of giving you a tip, we are asking for a tip. Um, We're trying to figure out... Help, help. (laughs) We're trying to figure out bike transport. So Karen and I are planning on doing some triathlons around in a different place, location. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to transport our bikes. And, and most likely we'll be flying. I yeah, mean, yeah. We want exactly. to. We want to try to meet up for at least one or two triathlons this this next season. I would hope. That, oh yeah, totally. I mean, that would be cool. And right, so, but, and I don't want to drive yeah. all the time because I want to take just like a long weekend or something, and I won't have time to drive. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna want to ship the bike, but I don't know if we should ship the bike literally or fly with the bike or fly the bike separately or what people do um, in order to get their bikes where they're going. So I don't know. I'm kind of leaning toward um, bringing it with me on the airplane, just especially because if we're taking long weekends, I want to make sure it's, like, going to be there with me and, you know what I mean? Like, but... If I, yeah, completely. If I was doing something where I was going to be there for a few days in advance, then I would probably ship it ahead, I think. But well, I see, the thing... Some input, though. Right. The thing I can't figure out is a bicycle is going to be large cargo, and they always have a separate thing for large cargo, but it's not like a, a bag of golf clubs, you know, because I don't have any problem putting a cap on my golf club bag and sending it out my bike's a little bit different you know what I mean well you can get hard cases for them I know that like I know oh okay I know what the options are kind of like you can you basically you're gonna have to take like the wheels off and probably the handlebars off and um I mean you're gonna have to disassemble it and put it into a box and they have hard cases and I know you can either buy them or you can, a lot of bike shops rent them. But hmm. um, I don't think they're all that expensive. I think maybe just over $100, but I'm not sure how much they cost to rent them generally. And then I th- Right, but I mean, storage space, if you had one of those in your house, you know, I guess I don't know where I would put that. Yeah, I know. I Well, it's not that big. It's like, it's about the size of a bike tire. Like, that's how big the case is. How is that possible? How do you put your frame in there? Like, it's wider than that, but it's not, like, the whole length of a bicycle. You know what I mean? But it has to be longer than a wheel because your frame is longer than that. Oh, that's true. A little bit longer. It's... But you, like, turn... You would take the handlebars off and you take Mm -hmm. your seat off and... I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Like this picture, it's they're not like as huge as you think they would be, basically. Is the gist? Well, that's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. If anybody has any information on, or or have has done this before, and I know people do this all the time, so it's got to be yeah. some. It can't be that complicated, I wouldn't think. But I don't know anything about it. Kara doesn't know anything about it, so we're asking you for a trip tip. And <laughs> if you have any suggestions, feel free to call our hotline and leave us a message it is Um, 9204824822 yep okay so that's our trip tip question of the week excellent Time for in the news. <laughs> okay, I have found something very interesting that's in the news. Um, for this the is week. our field reporter Elizabeth. What do you have for <laughs> us? <laughs> okay, I have been like I said before. I've been traveling a lot lately with work, so Dude, I came across. Right now? Where are you reporting from? <laughs> 
my couch. <laughs> what are the no, weather? No, I'm just chilling down. How how is it? Is it windy inside there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a tsunami in here. No, um, crikey. No, <laughs> crikey. Uh, hey, in in uh, speaking of crikey. Sorry to throw this uh, throw you off track for a second, but did you hear I don't know. the crocodile hunter, his wife and daughter are gonna try to do the show still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that a long time ago. Oh well, crikey, I just heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's kind of creepy about it? What is that? He he, you know, like he and his daughter, you know, started recording the show and they got through, you know, I don't know, a handful of shows. Yeah. Well, and then he um, had his accident and died. Yes. But, and now she's continuing to do the show. But what they're doing is they're taking blips from, like, cuts from the ones they had already recorded and plugging them into future shows. So, like, he's going to be in the the first, you know, season or whatever. Oh, weird. The whole way through, which kind of creeps me out, but whatever. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not that weird, but... But it is at the same time. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't I'm, know. I'm undecided on that one. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so back to your um, couch news. What did, what did you have? Yeah, back to the, the news from the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so like I said, I've been traveling a lot lately. And I just got a new magazine from my uh, gym. And I get a, I'm a 24-hour fitness member. And so I think they send these out um, every quarter or something. I don't know. And it's called U24. So I got it from that magazine. And um, it's called On a Wing and a Prayer. And it lists the top, the best, the top five and the worst five airports that are that have the most delays and have the least delays. So the top best airports that have the least number of delays is um, Cincinnati, and they have 86 percent. Um, I guess I don't even fly out rate. Accuracy. I guess is what that would be. Hey, that's yeah. Funny I guess because so. at Christmas time when I went back home, I was supposed <laughs> to connect through Cincinnati, and my flight got canceled. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Anyway, wait, your flight, the flight in Cincinnati got canceled. Uh, yeah. Or the one getting you there did. I was supposed to connect from Hartford to Cincinnati, and it got canceled. But, oh, I, but everything was messed up across the nation, though. Yeah. But anyway, that's just funny that they're on the best list. <laughs> yeah, they're number one. They're number one. Oh. So, okay, number two is Salt Lake City. Number three is Minneapolis, St. Paul. Number four is Orlando. And number five is Tampa. Okay. Mm. And this is all according to this, this one survey here. I don't know how accurate this is, but right. whatever. Oh, this is compiled. This is data compiled from the 2006 U.S. Department of Transportation. Oh, that's pretty credible. Wow. Okay. So yeah, this seems pretty. Pretty. I'm sure this is pretty accurate. Okay. And the worst five airports in the USA are Newark, Guardia, Chicago, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Oh, dang it! I wanted to guess before you said them. Same one. Oh, time. sorry. <laughs> what would would you have guessed me of those? What will you say one more time? Sure. Newark, LaGuardia, Chicago, O'Hare, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. I was going to say Atlanta. I hate Atlanta. Um, I was going to say Atlanta, too. When I first read this, I thought Atlanta. But um, O'Hare, I could see. But, um, but you know, what's funny. Everybody says O'Hare sucks, but I never had problems with O'Hare. I know. I've never had problems with O'Hare, and I've never, I've never actually had any problems with any of those. And I always yeah, I've never I had, been to San Francisco though. I've never had what? problems with any any of those that you listed, but I always have problems with Atlanta. Me too. But on you don't you have a list of worst and best airlines also because I think yes, that Air, I do. Airtrain's probably gonna Airtrain and United are gonna be on the worst list, is my guess. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting that you say that. Okay, so yes, I do have a top five airlines that are least likely to lose your luggage and are least likely to cancel your flight. Okay, and the best ones are, do you have any guesses? The best? Um, the best. I think <laughs> Dallas. No, no, these are airlines, not airports. Oh, whoops. Um, airlines for best, 
Southwest, um, and American. Okay, okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so the top well, the top five in no particular order are JetBlue, of course, Northwest, Southwest, Air Tran, and Continental. Oh, that's funny. Well, I got that one of them funny. right, but one totally opposite wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, okay, so the top five worst airports, the people who are most likely to lose your lung- lose your luggage, I'm sorry, mishandle your luggage, or cancel your flight are, do you have any guesses? Well, I said AirTran, but um, my, oh, second, yeah. my second oh, yeah. guess is United. Okay, well, United is one of them. <laughs> yep. It's American Eagle. And, I, wait, yeah. wait, wait. And I hate United because there's, like, no space on the airplanes. Like, they're so cramped in. And okay, I'm not that's that, how I feel and about number three. What? Um, I feel the same way about U.S. Airways. I've never flown U.S. Airways, but I just did this last trip I just took. And I've never been so cramped together. And I also had a five-hour delay. Ugh. That sucks, dude. Five Actually, hours. I didn't get it's home funny that you recently. say that because I flew U.S. Airways recently, and I actually thought to myself, "Oh, this says this place is um, spacious." <laughs> Are you serious? You actually thought were you on an exit seat or something? No. Really? Yeah. But wow. Okay. Obviously, we we're on different um, a- aircraft, you know, type. Yeah. Of so anyway. Apparently. Okay. So okay. So. Anyway, it's American Eagles, the worst, SkyWest, U.S. Airways, Delta, and United. Uh, yep. For the huh. worst. But you know what I don't think they're considering here, and this is probably just the fact that I do statistics, is the frequency of flights that they have. So I don't think it's proportionate. So well, Delta also, has, you know. They should also control for size of airport, too. Exactly. Because a lot of this stuff gets messed up by air traffic control, like how many planes are coming in and out, and then people get delayed or miss their flights and stuff because they can't, they have to get put in a holding pattern and can't land and all kinds of crap. Exactly. Because if you'll notice, the best, the top five best um, airlines are the smaller ones. Exactly. And the worst ones are the bigger ones. So, I mean, I think this this isn't really controlling for mine, so I think it's just giving a frequency here. Basically, that's so, a bunch of crap. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, that's just, pretty much it. Do you love how every time we report a survey, we always rip it apart, and you're like, never mind, it sucks. We always like, follow it up with, that's crap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, anyway, but thanks for the info. I liked it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so that is what's in the news this week. Or is that is that all? <laughs> that's it, yeah. Well, that's that's a lot of info, thanks. Yeah, no problem. So it's time for Word of the Week. And this week is it's a little bit of um, etymology for you also. Oh, good. I love etymology. Okay. And this comes from Wordsmith. I subscribe to a word a day through Wordsmith, so I get the, an email each day that teaches me either something about etymology or just a new word. So here we go. You could pay to have a football stadium named after yourself. You might be able to have a hospital wing named in your honor, but there's something money can't buy, having a word coined after your name so that you become part of the language. Such words are called eponyms, from Greek ep, which means after, and onym, which means name. Five people, some from real real life, others from fiction, in this week's words, achieve that feat, though not intentionally. They all have eponyms coined after their names. One of them is Garrison Finish, and that means the finish of a contest in which the winner rallies at the last moment to score the victory. And it that comes from Edward Snapper Garrison, which um, he died in 1930. He was a jockey known for hanging back during most of the race and finishing at top speed to achieve a thrilling victory. And then oh, there's... Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, so that's the the one for this week. So that, basically, I'll be getting more during the week, but that's the one. The A garrison finish is when you, like, shoot ahead at the end. Cool. That's <laughs> a good those, one. Good word. Yeah, and words... Um, that come from people's names are eponyms. Eponyms. 
E-P-I-O-N-Y-M-S. E-P-O-N-Y-M-S. Oh, eponyms. Okay, Epo- okay. Eponyms, yep. Okay, cool. And it, and it literally translates from Greek as after name. <laughs> oh, like named after. Right. So that's your little word lesson for the Oh, week. like epitaph, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm a bit... It's all okay, making cool. sense somehow. I know. It's all gelling together. Got it. Okay, everybody, it is time for this week's Exercise Your Brain, and Kara has got a good exercise for you. Um, it's a little different this week. We are, instead of, well, we're quizzing you in a non-traditional way. Um, I guess it's kind of, it's a bit of a homework assignment and or um, challenge, and that is to create your race resume and or event resume. Okay, what do you mean by that? Okay, well, basically... A lot of athletes, I guess pros you could say, but I I feel like any athlete should be able should have this, which it's funny because I just made mine today, so <laughs> don't feel like you've been out of the loop too long or anything. <laughs> you don't have one of these. But basically, here's here's the story behind it. I I'm a bit bit of a pack rat in some ways. Like I like to keep all my race memorabilia. I keep all my um, bib numbers, and after races, I um, print out the little. Okay, Carrie, you are so not a pack rat. I'll just tell you that right now. Oh well, uh, well that's what I said in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With your race stuff, maybe, but. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Like in, well, yeah, I. That's not the right word. A memorabilia junkie, a race memorabilia junkie. There you go. Or I like to keep all my stats. <laughs> Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, there you go. You're a stats junkie, that's for sure. I'm an information junkie. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Here's here's what I... Okay, so I had this file folder where I would keep all my race stuff, and after the races, I keep everything in chronological order. I just put everything to the back, you know? <laughs> and and I um, have my bib number and then, like, any race result printouts that I got um, from that event. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is great and all. I should probably make like a scrapbook or something, but at least in the meantime, I should make some kind of summary thing. And then I remembered uh, a while back when I was in um, the tri-group at the University of North Texas, we had a speaker come and she gave us her, kind of like her, um, athletic profile resume kind of looking thing and so it had for her it had like her personal bests on it and kind of some of her awards and um, races she placed in but I wanted to kind of include like everything I've done like all the run events and um, races and stuff because to me just you know completing them is the is the accomplishment not yeah totally you know placing is like a bonus (laughs) but i mean i understand when you're a pro they probably have like way too many to even list you know sure um, sure so they just put their personal bests and stuff and which you could also include your personal bests on there but so what i did basically was just create categories like i have a category for cycling so i listed i just um, I listed both races and events. So for cycling, I have like bike rallies I've done because some of those, even though they weren't races, they were like hundred mile bike rides and like significant, yeah, totally. significant amounts, you know. And then I have like a running category where I list like anything from a 5K to a um, half marathon, which hopefully I'll add marathon on there soon. And then I have like a triathlon section and a um, uh track cycling section for my velodrome racing that I did this time. Ooh, that's cool. And so, yeah, and so, and then I have those all broken down by year. So I have, like, two th- or within each category, I have it, like, 2004, 2005, 2006, and so on. So I'm trying to stay organized, and so from now on, I'm going to try to <laughs> update it. So every time I do a new race, I add it on there and then still put my stuff in my file folder. But in... My next challenge for myself is to m- actually make a scrapbook out of my bib numbers and stuff. That's so, a great idea, too. So it'll help you keep organized, well, and it also will help you track your progression. Exactly, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And long story short, the challenge is, or the exercise your brain is, to try to um, make your own race resume or event resume and um, put down your, or make your own athletic profile or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. The exercise your brain part is to try to remember all your events that you've done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or at least right. But if you just started, then it should be pretty easy. Yeah, and like now that I'll be going into my fourth year, I was especially thinking like it's going to be harder for me to remember like how many races I did and like which races and stuff. So I want to do this now before I get too many years in into it, you know. And it's also like I, it was kind of cool looking back because like the first, um, run race I did, just a road race, you know was in mm-hmm. 2002, and it was a 5K. And, like, look how far I've come since there, then, you know? No kidding. Yeah, because before then, I wasn't really all that athletic, or at least not into running or, you know, triathlon-related sports. And stuff. Right, and you just did nine miles on Saturday, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I mean, that's awesome. I remember, and I still have a T-shirt from that 5K I did um, in 2002, and it's, like, my favorite one because that was, like, my first race, you know. And um, I remember, like, after running it, thinking, like, oh, my God, I totally ran 3.1 miles, you know, like, it was. Yeah, yeah, I, can, I know what you mean. And now, yeah, <laughs> now it's, like, you know, a training run is nine miles. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. But it's so. I know. That's what makes it cool, too, is just to be able to look at that. And it's a lot easier to. Um, or it makes your having like a summary sheet like that is is cool because it's easier to look at and less or a lot easier to look back to than going through a whole stack of like bib numbers and little um, printouts and all kinds of stuff like that. So. Right. Well, I keep all my bibs um, and I write my time on the back of every bib and yeah, I write the date what, and time. That's what I've been doing too because you know how some of them. Like, some bib numbers you get, too, they don't even say, well, depending on how big the event is, they might not. Yeah, it doesn't say the event on it. The event name or the date or anything. Right. So I try to, like, fill in all that info exactly, like, on the back. And I also print out the stuff because I just like to know my ranking and all that, you know. Yeah. Oh, and that stuff. on another note, the rankings are out for um for USAT. Like, you know, like what rank you were? Oh, really? Yeah. I think I was... Oh, I can't even... I don't even know that I even care to look at that. I think I was like 924 or something out of the nation, but I need to look at like regional rankings. Um, But I I don't know out of how many, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what number I would be. That is just crazy. 924 out of the nation? That's really good. Well, for, for my age group. Yeah, yeah, still, that's cool. I don't know how many are in my age group. Like, watch, there's like 925. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, Kara, I doubt it. I'm just joking. But anyway, yeah, Wait, just if anyone's interested, those are out now. So, oh, yeah, cool, that's, good. So, um, that's what is exercising your brain for the week. So, oh, <laughs> and if anyone would be willing to share your athletic profile with us, Please email it to us, or um, and we would be willing to post it like on our websites or whatever as examples, you know. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, email it to us. Sure, that's a good idea. I should put mine up on the on the website. Yeah. Or on my blog or something. I'm still. Perfecting yeah, there you go. But I'm still perfecting it. But I I'll try to put it up there. Cool. This week's nutrition section, yeah, well, that doesn't have a name still and probably never will. Um, I, I, I was no name nutrition. No um, name nutrition section. It's a triple N, <laughs> triple N section. <laughs> no name nutrition. Awesome. Okay, yeah, we'll stick with that. Um, okay, yeah, same magazine. Actually, on even the same page, I was looking at uh, more flight stuff and. I came across the healthiest airports for famished flyers, and and I'm and all these are in the U.S., so I'm assuming that 
um, all of these airports. It's it's based on the U.S. Okay, the, these five hubs offer the healthiest grub according to the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Um, the the top one they listed was San Francisco International. They have Healthy Asian Fare at the Harbor Village Kitchen, and the Tomokazu Sushi in the terminal, in the international terminal. How cool is that? Sushi. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, Okay, and the next one is W International, um, which is interesting. They have a veggie venado sandwich. DFW, Dallas? DFW? Yeah, Dallas. Dallas? Okay. Yeah. Um, They also have a fruit wadi in terminals A, B, and C. And to burn it off, walk the length of the airport and pack some water. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big airport. Yeah. Um, the third one is O'Hare, and it says that you can get fiber-loaded salads at the Italy's in Terminal 3 or at Salad Works in Terminal 1. And um, you can guzzle antioxidants at Juice Works in Terminal 2 and 3. So that's pretty cool. I, I don't know that I've eaten at O'Hare. I've just been through it. I haven't enough time to eat, I don't think. Yeah. But I don't, I've eaten it um, in Philly. It's pretty good. They have a lot of options. And um, Atlanta is like really has lots of places for you to walk. Oh, I've that's had, good. I've been stuck there for like a trillion hours. Yeah, I have too. I have and too. And they have this cool like zoo, um, like animal exhibit thing in one of the terminals. And so that's kind of cool to look at and some art stuff. <laughs> I know that airport Ooh, that's really, really cool. well. I didn't know they had a zoo. I know that airport really well. I do, unfortunately. I okay. I hate that airport. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> the fourth one they have listed is Detroit Metropolitan Wayne County, wherever in the hell that is. I'm assuming Detroit, of course, but... Anyway, it says, you haven't been, you should visit. Have a Greek salad or garden burger at the National Coney Island or Low Cholesterol Special at Rio Wrap. They're both in Concourse A. Uh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the last one they have interest, uh, listed is uh, Denver International Airport. I want to go. Um, I want to go, I want to go. Time me up. Um, try the teriyaki veggie at Itza Wrap. It's a bowl. Hmm. Oh, that's the name of the place. It's a wrap. It's a bowl. That's cute. It's in Concourse B. Oh, I want to go. I need to. I'll even eat at the airport. I don't care. I just want to oh, go to Denver. We should, we should seriously try to do a triathlon in Colorado. I'm very serious. I'm totally down for that. Yeah, and please send us, help us figure out how to get our bikes there. Yeah, no kidding. I guess that's the biggest battle. But... Yeah, it is going to be the biggest battle, I think. I really, really want to do a triathlon in a cool place and meet up this summer. I know. Me too. Okay, and I have one more thing for the nutrition section. Okay. Um, I was reading the U24 magazine again, and it says that – I'm just going to read it. It's a very short paragraph. Um, okay. It said, it's titled, No Carry-Off Bugs Allowed. The recycled air and unpurified lavatory sink water increases – your risk of picking up germs on a plane. To strengthen your immune system the week before, avoid fatty foods and stocking up on sleep. Avoid rubbing your eyes during the flight and bring hand sanitizing gel. Above all, drink. Dehydration decreases the ability of the nasal mucosa in your lungs to fight off germs. Mix the caffeine and alcohol because diuretics will inspire your frequent trips to the germ-ridden lavatory. <laughs> Whoa, that's funny. Yeah, so anyway, so that's a little nutrition thing, what you shouldn't eat before you travel, and um, if you do travel, where you should eat. So cool. that's it. I like it. Thanks. Thanks for the info. You're welcome. Sounds like you have a cool <laughs> magazine that you get. I know. I really like it. That's just the first page I turned to, too. Yeah. Cool. I really like it. Um, okay, I guess. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention just for uh, nutrition is I, we've mentioned this in the very first show, but I'm kind of uh, reviving it for myself anyway, is using fitday.com. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I You know, I've never used it. It's F-I-T-D-A-Y.com, especially like for the new year. 
Um, one thing, like, I don't think I necessarily eat bad or anything, but I just wanted to start recording what I eat again so I can see kind of what the breakdown is um, in terms of protein, carbohydrates, and fats, you know, just to make sure I'm getting the right percentages going there. Mm-hmm. That's and, a great idea. I think that's really good. Yeah, and what would you say is a good, you want to have mostly carbs, right? Yeah, you want to have about 60% of your diet. Um, between fifty, between fifty and sixty percent of your diet come from carbs. And then, like equal um, proportions of fats and. Um, you want to have less than thirty percent of fats. Yeah. And then the remainder should be protein. There yeah. You go. So probably a little. But then, more. but that's for the average person. Now that's going to fluctuate for different people, of course. But that's for your average person. Yeah. Yeah, but I I feel like that's pretty good for me anyway. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, it's just I don't. I try to keep my fats around twenty. Yeah. But um, and then add more carbs because I'm a carb, carb, carb junkie all me the way. Me too. But also because we work out a lot, I feel like <laughs> in um, I don't think we need to work watch our carbs as much as. Carbs yeah, I don't think so either. I think people have got this um, this carb fear. It's, it's, yeah, it's got a it's got a bad rap, and I, people don't understand what carbs really do for you, and they're they're more beneficial than harmful if if you're eating appropriately. And a lot of people also don't consider the fact that fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. I mean, that's that's what they are as carbohydrates. Yeah, so funny. don't be afraid of carbs. And, exactly. I don't know. I know it's just, that's just my it's tidbit. Just sad, and I think. Well, I mean, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but <laughs> um, it's sad that we have people out there that are so, um, they t- focus too much, I think, too much, I think, on what they eat and not as, they don't think they need to be working out in order to maintain their weight and or to lose weight, you know? Right, exactly, yeah. I don't know, I won't go on about that, but... I just think people need to get off their butts. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, anyway. So, yeah, that's all I have for nutrition. Cool, um, me too. So, I guess I guess that's kind of wrapping up the show, huh? Um, I'm going to go to a, <clears throat> a Bikram yoga class in the next week or two. Cool. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's a type of yoga. I've taken Iyengar, I think, before. I- oh, yeah? Iyengar. I think you would remember if you took Bikram or not. Um, it, they Bikram? stick you in a, a room that's 160 degrees. Ah, that's a crazy hot yoga that I don't like. Oh, okay. Remember well, my whole yoga rant <laughs> in a previous oh, yeah, that's Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, this is supposed to be a sport yoga. It's not okay. supposed to, like, I, I, I don't know. I've never done it before, but... Um, a couple of my triathlete friends have convinced me to do it. So cool. they're like, it's totally awesome. And then they give you cold rocks after and stuff. So I'm excited oh. to try it. So I'm going to check out a class um, in the next week or two and and uh, give it a whirl. Okay, here's what I want you to find out. What okay. is the significance of making the room so freaking hot? <laughs> I think it's just to, like the whole sweat. They just want you to sweat because it's really humid. It's like a steam room, actually. And yeah. so they just want to, like, I think it's the whole cleansing thing. I don't know, but I'll find out for yeah, sure. Yeah, find out because those, okay, I, maybe I shouldn't even, I should, well, not maybe. I shouldn't even jump to conclusions or anything. But I always thought that one of the reasons they did that was because the people that went to those classes thought they were losing like, weight. Desperate housewives or something. Um <laughs> Yeah, thought that they would lose more weight if they sweat more. Yeah, I, Which, I'm sure yeah, some people actually do go weight. for that intention. I'm sure people do go for that intention, but um, I think I don't know if that's the, the actual like, underlying purpose. I hope purpose that's not why the instructors do it. <laughs> you know, just to yeah, it. exactly. I doubt it. I'm sure there's some reason, but I'll ask. I will totally ask. Yeah, report back to us. Oh, and that reminds me. This week I'm signing up for. Um, some gym classes like uh, at my gym and I'm signing up for scuba diving lessons 
Oh, I'm so jealous. You're going to have so much fun. You have to sign up, too, in, in Dallas. You can take them there. I know. I really should. I really should. And then we but I had dinner with my swim coach last night. Cool. I know. I'm excited about that. Um. Yeah, you have to take them also, and then we'll have. Then we can go. Well, if we go to Australia, we can totally dive, and there's lots of places to dive there. So. Oh my gosh! Can and then you imagine? Mary, our Mary, our other travel buddy needs to get certified too, so then we can all be dive certified. Oh, that's gonna be so great. That'd be cool. So anyway, um, um, oh, I'm taking scuba, and then I'm debating on which other classes to take, but I've um. I think I'm going to take this class called Ballet Body. Um, oh, is it like sports ballet? Kind of. Well, it's like a combo between ballet and Pilates and, like, um, I think more anaerobic exercise. And I yeah. Was, I was going to take um, – well, they have regular ballet, too, but I want to take Ballet Body because I don't – I've taken a lot of ballet, and I'd rather – I want to just reap the benefits of ballet, like the anaerobic part, rather than taking a traditional ballet class, you know? Yeah. And and also, um, I was thinking about taking kickboxing, but then I realized that I do a whole crap load of cardio already. I should probably take, like, non-cardio, like, anaerobic classes, so that's why I'm taking ballet body. And um, Cool, that's a really good idea. As long as it's not uh, filled up, hopefully. And, um... Yeah, I I just wanted to, well, f- hopefully so I can just meet some new people and also just to kind of mix up, like, do some cross-training with my workouts. So, And for scuba diving, I've just been wanting to do that forever, so this is a good... I know, I've been saying that forever, too. Yeah, I'm trying to um, put my words into action. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I need to post a blog. I just blogged um, yesterday, but I'm going to need to blog again and list my um, New Year's goals, like my 2007 goals, what I want to do. Didn't I? I listed mine, didn't I? I think so. Yeah, you did. In like you a did. previous post, yeah. Yeah, I yeah you it. did. I was wondering if you're going to blog sometime soon because I looked a couple times, but I didn't. I haven't seen it since you updated it. But yeah, check out yeah. my pictures I posted. Oh, I did. I did. They're awesome. Oh, good, I good. can't believe that you live right there across from it. I live like at the bottom, you know, like I have to go up <laughs> to the summit. So, yeah. That is so cool though. But when you come visit, uh, we'll go up there. Cool. Okay, so for the pop-up song of the week, I've decided that this song makes me feel like running and it r- reminds me of complete triathlon. So cool. I thought I would go ahead and share it with everybody because it's kind of just like a little ray of sunshine. Oh, and it is, is it? um, it's called uh, Beautiful World by Colin Hay. I love this song. And it makes me think of Australia, too. Cool. All okay, right. so enjoy your pump-up song of the week. Bye, everybody. And we'll try to get back to you soon with another episode of In Transit. It's a beautiful world I like swimming in the sea I like to go out beyond the white breakers Where a man can still be free Or a woman if you are one I like swimming in the sea Oh my, my, my It's a beautiful world I like drinking Irish tea With a little bit of lapsang souchon I like making my own tea My, 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 it's a beautiful world I like driving in my car I roll the top down Sometimes I travel quite fast Drive to the ocean and stare up at the stars. I like driving in my car. All around is anger and automatic guns. It's death in large numbers. No respect for women or our little ones. I tried talking to Jesus, 
but he just put me on hold. He said he'd been swamped by calls this week. He could not shake his cold. And still this emptiness persists. Perhaps this is as good as it gets. You've given up the drink and those nasty cigarettes. I'll leave the party early, at least with no regrets. I watch the sun as it comes up. I watch it as it sets. Yeah, this is as good as it gets. So my, 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 it's a beautiful world. I like swimming in the sea. I like to go out beyond the white breakers. Where a man can still be free, or a woman if you are one. I like swimming in the sea. 